Hi, everybody. This is Malia Warner. Welcome to Power Principles, the podcast. This is episode 36, Organized Chaos. This episode was slated to be the first episode back to get us all in the back to school mindset. And then all of these other topics like resetting screen time and doing family shine time and coming through the side door to catch problems off guard, all these other topics showed up and demanded to go first. How rude. So this topic of organized chaos has been patiently waiting and it is really time to get to it because it is a good one. Does anyone else out there feel like me that you just get organized, you just get a system going and then something happens like you give birth to triplets, which think the stork has never happened to me, or you move or lose a job or you start a new job or you get asked to do something for church or for school. Something gets added to or taken away from your life and your nice order goes kaploof. You're wham bam back to the chaos zone. You just get used to summertime and then school starts again. You just get all of your kids in the correct size of clothing and then the seasons change. And then the next season they've grown to a new size of clothing. And this can feel frustrating, this just getting things put in order and then having it all go back to chaos again. And how about for you, when you are in the chaos zone, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? For me, I'm thinking, ugh, this is not right. Something here is not right. So I must be doing something wrong. I have to change this situation now. I'm such a mess, blah, 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 blah. Or as Elaine from Seinfeld would say, yada, yada, yada. The purpose of today's power principle is to help us understand that chaos is part of organization. Once we understand that, then we can be more comfortable with temporary periods of chaos. And that will help us so that we can manage and springboard from those moments of chaos more skillfully. How does that sound? What is the power principle? Today's power principle is that chaos is good, necessary, and even desirable for growth. Let's talk about organized chaos. I got inspired for this episode one day when I got sucked down the rabbit hole we know as YouTube. I was watching a chain of funny animal videos. There was a video series of mama ducks with their babies and it hit close to home because I have on occasion felt exactly like a mama duck with a trail of ducklings waddling behind. Like just give me a beak and tail feathers and you couldn't tell me apart from my web footed friend. In this video I was watching, the mama's ducklings were lined up neatly behind her, waddling behind, following in a row, and then this gust of wind comes up and blows these lightweight fluffs of feather to Timbuktu. Mama runs around gathering up her brood. She succeeds in getting them all lined up and they commence walking again, neatly in a row. And what happens? Another gust of wind. And this goes on and on and I am thinking, Mrs. Duck, I know exactly how you feel. Then the video shifts to footage of a different mama duck whose offspring have fallen into a gutter and she is frantically trying to scoop all the ducklings and get them up to higher ground before they flow into the storm drain. I'm watching her and I'm cheering for her and I'm gasping each time one of those little ducks comes close to going in the drain 
And I feel bad for animal mothers who have no arms to lift their little ones out of messes. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's the mother elephant who can't lift her baby out of the quicksand, the mother horse who can't lift her colt out of the river, and now the mama duck who can't lift her ducklings out of the gutter. The only thing she can do is show them, guide them, nudge them, and help them hop up a bigger jump than they have ever made before. The video plays on and I'm thinking, oh, once the mama just gets that last baby up, she'll be fine. She'll have all of the ducks where they need to be. And just then the camera pans out to a wider view and I can see that she's not up on a sidewalk. She's gotten her ducks on the bottom step of a staircase that leads up to the pond in the park where the duck family is trying to go. And where is Daddy Duck in all this? At work, of course. He's always missing out on all the excitement, that darn job. And when he gets home, Mrs. Duck will have just finally succeeded in getting the last baby up all the stairs and back into the pond where they will be floating happily, looking absolutely carefree, no sign of the day's struggle. Mama will have just dropped into the pond exhausted and Daddy will say, Quack, where's dinner? And Mama will want to pull her feathers out. Okay, that was a tangent, off topic, sorry, back on principle. So in the meantime, while Mama was helping the very youngest duck get up that step, the older ducks have run amok. And she has to do it all again to organize the ducks and get them all together and work to get them up the next step. Are you with me here? And I know you daddy ducks can relate too. You just get the right size house and you just get the budget where it needs to be and then mama lays another half dozen eggs and you've got to take a second shift at the pillow factory. And I am not intending to hatch a discussion on duck gender roles and who pays the bill and who incubates the eggs. That's a discussion for another podcast. Or maybe not. Maybe we will never have that discussion on another podcast. But are you with me? You know what I'm talking about. You just get everybody and everything set organized, flowing smoothly, and then circumstances change. You literally just get your ducks in a row. Ha, you knew I was going to use that idiom here. And then you realize you need to get everybody up to the next step. I want to talk about this process of going from chaos to order, back to chaos, back to order, and why it's a good process. I hope by the end of this episode, you will feel assured that when things get chaotic, you're not doing anything wrong. As long as it's progressive chaos, there is a difference between progressive chaos and non-progressive chaos. I just made up those terms. I don't know if that's a legitimate thing, but it makes sense to me. Progressive chaos and non-progressive chaos. Let's take a look at who else has established a pattern of going from chaos to order, back to chaos, back to order. In the beginning, yes, Genesis, the book of creation. In the beginning, God took an organized matter and brought it to order. He formed man and woman and by bringing order from chaos, set everything on earth into motion. Now I am definitely not cracking open a discussion here about creationism versus Big Bang Theory. If you want, we can look at these Bible stories here as allegory. I am totally cool with that. God works for six days, gets the light separated from the darkness, the waters divided from dry land, gets the sun and moon and stars figured out, established in their orbits, gets the moons going around their planets and the planets going around the sun without anything crashing. He starts coming up with some sea creatures, some birds, some land animals. 
figures out the food chain so there's enough of everything to go around, establishes the circle of life so that Mufasa can sing about it, brainstorms this piece de résistance and tops his earth cake with life-sized, fully functioning humans called Adam and Eve. It's beautiful. God is happy. He looks at his six days worth of work and says, it is good. Then what happens? Cain goes and slays Abel. Oh, but first before that, Eve eats the fruit and God has to leave his seventh day of rest, which he had originally planned to be an eternity of rest, right? Part of it spent in the Maldive Islands, which he thought turned out especially lovely. So one day of everything being in order and God has to come down, get Adam and Eve upgraded from fig leaves to fur pantsuits and ground them from going back to the garden until they can get their mess sorted out. He gets all that chaos settled and the human thing working again. Adam and Eve are doing well. They're even building altars to say thanks for the earth and everything, God. Then Cain kills Abel. And once again, God has to come down, chat with Cain, figure out how to answer that first recorded sassy back teenage question. Yeah, so what, am I my brother's keeper? And decide between a curse of darkness or just grounding Cain from using sharp objects. He gets Cain set up in the land of Nod and marks Cain so no one else will kill him in revenge. Puts everything back in order. Then you have the flood, the enslaved children of Israel. I mean, the only place that really stayed organized was Enoch. And God didn't want that to get messed up. So he picked it up and put it on the top shelf so the other earth kids wouldn't break it. Do you get the point? From the beginning of time, we have this pattern of chaos to order to chaos to order. We are created to bring things from chaos to order not just once, but over and over and over again. And here is an essential principle. This process is not meant to be repetitive. It is meant to be progressive. Today, I want to talk about one tool that I think is a really nifty, handy tool in helping us humans work our way through the progression of chaos to order to chaos to order. And guess what this tool is? Maslow's hierarchy. I'm not even kidding here. That Maslow guy was quite a genius. So remember back to your psychology class, the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And let's review the five levels. Foundational level number one is our physiological needs. This is our food, shelter, air to breathe, basic necessities for survival. Up a step, level number two is safety, our need to feel safe, our need to feel unthreatened. Step number three, love and belonging. Step number four, esteem. And step number five, the top of the pyramid, self-actualization. And what does self-actualization mean? It's personal progress, it's personal development, it's being able to tap into our natural intellect, skills, talent, and personality, and utilize those towards some purpose and passion to make a contribution in the world. Every human has an innate need once those four other needs are met to feel needed, to feel that they contribute and offer something beneficial to the world. Do we go through Maslow's hierarchy one time and then sit at the top at self-actualization? No, we go back and start again. 
This was such a light click on in the dark attic of my brain when I learned this. It made so much sense and I could see patterns of it in my life that I was doing instinctively and didn't even recognize it, wasn't consciously aware of it. That we build a triangle and then we go back and we build a bigger triangle on top of the first triangle and then we go back and build a bigger triangle on top of the other two triangles and it's this progress through life and we do it by working our way up Maslow's hierarchy and then starting at the bottom and doing it again. Let me explain with some examples of how I've seen this happening in my life and I think it will start to make more sense. Years ago when I was working to heal from all of the after effects of postpartum depression and chronic illness, we moved from Arizona to Utah. And coming to Utah for me meant that I could attend education week at BYU. I love a college campus. I am a sucker for learning. I love going to class. I love taking notes. I love learning new things. I love the smell of a library, everything about college and academia. So one of the first things I did when I realized that we were moving is I registered to attend education week and I was ecstatic. My mother agreed to babysit my kids and I would just go and take classes for five straight days from, I think I did the full day. I think I went from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. at night. And when you register for education week, you get mailed a catalog of all of the class options. And in every time slot, there were at least five classes that I really wanted to take. And guess what I ended up taking? Cleaning classes. I'm not even kidding. I had a class on how to clean your house. I took another class on home organization. I took a cooking class, cooking with whole grains. I did take a class on healing from depression. Education week, though it has topics on everything, is largely meant to be a spiritual religious conference. I did not take a single Bible class. I did not learn anything about Isaiah or the book of Revelations. I did not brush up on being able to recognize signs of the second coming. Looking back at it now, I can recognize that my physiological needs and my sense of safety were so depleted that I couldn't even move up to spirituality. Education week also has a lot of relationship classes, marriage classes. I didn't take a single marriage class, although I know our marriage could have really benefited from it. It's so interesting to me that a time when my life had been turned upside down, when so many of my circumstances had changed, that instinctively I went back to the very basics. We had moved to a new state, into a new home, and I returned from education week and went to a janitorial supply store and bought cleaning caddies to put in every one of my bathrooms and in my kitchen, stocked up the cleaning supplies and did the best I could to put my new home in order. Because my health was so depleted and I was low on energy, I was focused on what food I was eating and I was learning how to cook with whole grains. One of the first things I did when we moved here was met up with my college roommate who was an amazing bread maker and had her teach me how to make homemade bread so that I could use more homemade whole grains in my life. And I learned how to replace the white flour in the recipes that I was using with whole grain wheat, whole grain barley, whole grain brown rice, whole grain spelt, grains that had higher protein and more complete amino acid chains for better health. 
Looking back, I also realized that I spent more time outdoors. I spent time out gardening. I was outside around trees as much as I could be around trees, breathing air, soaking in nature. And that was what I could work on at that time. And the next year when I returned to education week, I added in some marriage classes. I took some classes about reading with my children. I took classes that expanded me into my level of love and belonging. As my physiological foundation got stronger and my sense of personal safety became more secure, I was able to move into love belonging relationships. And then as time went on, I could move into developing my sense of self-esteem, group esteem, and self-actualization. I signed up for writing classes. I began working towards something that was a personal passion and a sense of purpose for me. Then what happened? We revamped our garden. We put in garden boxes. We redid the soil and put lots of fertilization. We were vamping up the quality of our food so we could have more healthy, homegrown food. What else did we do? We started remodeling our house. And where did we start? The kitchen, the place where we get our food. Most of our life-sustaining needs are met in the kitchen. Isn't this interesting? And we were doing this completely unaware. Then when the kitchen was done, then we branched out, we moved on to the basement so that we could build a room for each of our children so that they could have their own space, their own place of safety. Also, I think it's interesting that in the process of remodeling our house, working together helped to grow our sense of belonging as a family. We really grew closer from that project. I could also see each of our self-esteem increase as we gained skills and confidence that we could accomplish something and create something beautiful for ourselves and for our family. And as we did that, then I also felt my own self-development growing. As we progressed through that, I could feel it supporting my sense of self-development and self-actualization. Also, I continued to write. I started to blog. I started to become more and more skilled and improved in this passion that I was pursuing. And I could see that for each of my family members, my husband growing in his career, in his work, each of my kids growing in their schooling and in their lessons and their instrument playing. So that remodeling project happened a couple of years ago and we finished it and we've just been working through this progress of the Maslow's hierarchy and guess what happened? I went gluten-free. I got a very distinctive answer that the thing my body needed to be able to go to its next level of health was to go gluten-free. So I had a storage room filled with buckets of wheat spelt barley that I couldn't even use anymore. So what was the point of learning all of that whole grain cooking? Was it wasted? Absolutely not. We progress one increment at a time and that was the level that I needed to go to to improve my health, my physiological needs at that time. And then I work my way through the pyramid And then when I start over the next time, I'm going to go up to the next level and I'm going to start with taking my health to the next level. And it's going to happen through the food that I eat, where I live, 
the quality of air that I breathe, how I meet my physiological needs. So I went gluten-free, which was really hard. Can I just add that? Toast. I miss you, toast. Maple donut. Oh, long-lost friend. But I have energy I haven't had in a long time, and I don't have the muddy head, and I don't have the aches and pains in my body that I had just gotten used to. So that foundation, my physiological needs of the hierarchy, upgraded. And so what have we just started doing? Remodeling our garage. The garage is our next zone of chaos that needs to be brought to order. And take my word for it, it is a zone of extreme chaos. And once again, working together to bring order to that chaos is going to help us individually and also help my family progress up through this Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And all of that strong foundation will support us each individually in our quest for self-actualization. And then what will happen? We'll start the process all over again, and it will probably start with food or something with our home and shelter. The important thing that I want to point out here is that I've looked back and observed how individually and how as a family we have progressed up through these stages of the hierarchy. There have been times of chaos. Moving to a new state, moving into a new home, chaotic. But it can be progressive chaos if you're moving to a place where you can grow yourself and grow your family, progressive chaos. And that chaos is necessary. We have to have the chaos to be able to bring order and progress up through our human stages of growth. Learning to cook whole wheat bread, chaotic. The disaster in my kitchen, a wheat grinder that you forget to put a filter in and you have flour, dust, on your curtains, and on every surface of your kitchen. Anytime we learn a new skill, it's chaotic. Remodeling a house, the epitome of chaos, but essential to create order and progress through those stages of human growth. A really nifty application from this is if you're feeling like you've just gotten stuck in your life, turning the hamster wheel, you're in motion, but not moving forward, go back to the basics, go back to your food, go back to your shelter. What can you upgrade in your diet? Can you add some vitamins to your life? Cut back on sugar, eat more whole grains, eat more leafy greens. And when you do that, you will jumpstart a progressive journey through Maslow's hierarchy to increased self-actualization. Same thing with upgrading your shelter. Is there something in your house that is chaotic that you can bring into order? And this can be something as simple as the junk drawer, the pencil drawer, the silverware drawer in the kitchen, your bedroom closet. If you feel like you need a surge of energy to jumpstart your life, get your life going, find something in your house that you can create order from chaos. As humans, we have a natural instinct to improve our lives. We want to progress. We are not made to deteriorate. We are made to improve. Here's another hint. A powerful way to supercharge your journey through Maslow's hierarchy is to teach. Teach something on that hierarchy. Teach food classes, teach cooking classes, teach cooking to your children. 
teach a remodeling skill, teach a home organization skill. And it doesn't mean you have to know everything about it. It doesn't mean you have to be a national expert. If you know something about that topic, teach it. And teaching it supercharges your journey and creates energy that you are able to then move more effectively forward on your own journey. What have we learned today about getting our ducks in a row? Hopefully you're leaving this podcast with more than just some foul puns. My hope is that you can see that chaos is good, desirable, and necessary for growth as long as it is progressive chaos. And I hope that now you're empowered to approach these temporary periods of chaos with appreciation and understanding that they are going to project you to higher levels. That looking around and seeing chaos in your life can actually be signs of improvement. And finally, I hope that you've gained an appreciation for the genius of Maslow and his hierarchy of human needs. That working through that hierarchy is a lifelong process that we will do over and over and over. And each time as we begin again and move from one level to the next level, there will be a period of chaos. Just like that mama duck who gets all of her ducklings up one level and they scatter and then she scoops them up again and gets them up to the next level and then they scatter again. It is the same for us. This is progressive chaos, my friends. This is organized chaos. It's magical and it can even be fun. So go forth, enjoy your chaos. I wish you the best in gathering your scattered ducklings, in bringing order from that chaos and moving your life up to the next level. Thank you for listening. This is Malia Warner, and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of Power Principles, the podcast. Hey friends, in today's episode, we talked about the power of teaching. Do you realize that right now at this moment, you know something that somebody else doesn't know that you can teach them? You know how to listen to a podcast. And believe it or not, there are still people around who have never listened to a podcast who don't know how to listen to a podcast. I was one of those people not very long ago. And obviously, I love podcasts. They're free, you can learn anything, and I think that they are a great alternative to some of the muck that is all over the television. So think of a friend, someone in your family, and teach them how to download a podcast app, how to search for podcast topics, and how to use podcasts as a great tool for personal development and self-actualization. You will get teaching energy, and they will be grateful you took the time to teach them how to use a new tool. We all have something we can teach each other. So have a great week and teach somebody how to use a podcast. Bye-bye.